Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. This was 12 years ago. And it was just starting, getting started, like the first people understanding what's going on, we met them. So it was very exciting to see how this type of, I don't know, business will emerge. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This episode is powered by the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. And you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic, and I am the Manager of Entrepreneurs in Residence and Ecosystem Facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, empowering and celebrating women in tech around the world. And we are in Skopje, Macedonia right now with the most extraordinary, innovative women in tech, all thanks to Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. This is so cool. And we have Katarina. Hello. Hello. Hey, (laughs) nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Yeah. I really respect what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Especially building this ecosystem around women and around tech so it's amazing congrats oh thank you so much i'm stoked to have you on the show and thank you for being so patient you should have seen when katarina like came to meet me like an hour ago i was like i barely knew what my own name was and i was just trying to sort everything out so she's been incredibly patient and i'm really excited to share your story so now you are the co-founder of a tech company yep and so go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do Okay, as, uh, as we said, I'm Katarina. I'm one of the co-founders of Embed Social. Uh, we are a social proof platform. Basically, that means that we connect with social media networks and we kind of listen what uh, customers are talking about your business. Uh, we collect this data in one place, one web-based application. Uh, the idea is not just to collect it and store it in one place, but to reuse it. So we give you uh, tools, interesting uh, type of tools like widgets, which you can uh, put it on your website or maybe you, you, you will want to reuse this content for advertising. Uh, so as I mentioned, we have uh, in-depth integration with social media networks. So uh, one of our newest products is uh, creating ads on Facebook and Instagram with the content that uh, maybe your customers posted, maybe you posted on social media. So the idea is to uh, kind of uh, save a lot of time uh, and also uh, like collect this uh, 
uh, this content that customers are talking about your business and uh, reuse it again uh, to maybe showcase it in terms of convincing other people to buy from your website mm-hmm. or maybe give relevance around your products and services. So uh, we have uh, interesting use cases, and we have seen uh, results which are very measurable, like increasing uh, conversion rates on websites. And now, just so I'm clear, are you talking specifically about retargeting customers, or are you talking about repurposing social content? Uh, Primarily repurposing. Repurposing. So can you walk me through an example of, um, let's take like a recent client you did, or even an example. Walk me through, as visual as possible, the the use experience me as a brand I yeah. hire you yeah. and then the viewer seeing the content what's happening on all sides like what's it look like yeah so uh, for example one of our like big clients uh, is in uh, US of course uh, and they are working with a lot of dealerships car dealerships so uh, the idea is that uh, when you when you try to buy a car you will basically go to uh, Google and uh, uh, try to find the best dealer or the best fit for buying the car and usually the results that came up will pop up are uh, maybe results from Google Maps because uh, dealerships have uh, physical locations and what we have seen this is a use case that most of our users are requesting we haven't uh, thought about it of course by ourselves but we have seen like uh, if you have 100 dealerships in 100 different locations it's very hard to discover the the information that clients uh, post on google maps for example so uh, we have seen people uh, like really realizing that people talk about them without them knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you try to uh, Google your name and you will see, or your business name, your dealership name, you will see reviews posted on your location in Google Maps, which is actually what, uh, the first thing that a potential buyer might read about your business. Mm-hmm. And if these reviews, who are actual customers, right. or actual people who went to your stores, are not very good for your business, then you know, it's it kind of can it's make, not good. It can make or break. Yeah, the decision. it's true. I've heard even with Yelp that a lot of restaurants went out of business all because yeah, of yeah. one or two bad Yelp yeah, reviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's I'm very very kind of uh, how to say very happy personally because businesses are becoming very aware about fixing uh, problems and just knowing what people are saying about them uh, gives them you know the power to fix things Mm -hmm. and what we're seeing that our uh, for example our platform can collect all this data from these hundred locations in one place and every time you have a new review we notify you or we will tell you like you have a negative review Mm -hmm. it's time to reply we encourage everybody to reply to negative reviews because it's you know most of the cases uh maybe it's a small problem maybe it's you know uh something you need to apologize about but if this is done in a transparent, transparent, you know, trustworthy way, other people can read also your comment and they can make a decision like maybe maybe you will fix the comment. And right. usually we see people uh, editing, you know, like if they, they made a, you know, negative review, they will uh, also come back and edit the review. Right, make right. it a five star. So uh, if we collect this data and not just give them the tool to analyze, to see the customers, we also give them a way to make their websites websites alive because uh, we all know that websites are, of course, dynamic, but the only way that we know it's a dyna- dynamic section of the websites is usually 
I don't know, blog posts, latest yeah. news, stuff like that. But why not customer information, like the latest reviews? And uh, how we are doing this is that we sync all this data in real time. And you have information like timestamp, the username, you know, the link to the source. So the relevance in this small widget right. is very high. Like it feels alive. Like you see that this company is transparent. And we have seen also people showcasing negative things, right. which is also interesting. Like they give them a choice, you know, like, yeah. yeah, we had a negative experience, but maybe sometimes this negative experience is not related with the product. Yeah. It, it can happen with the service maybe, yeah. but it can be fixed. So that's the main, one of the bigger use cases of the platform. Um before we move on to hear more about your personal story, because I, you know, before we started uh, recording, you and I were sharing that we're, we both know enough about how to code, just enough mm-hmm. to break a site and all this stuff. Yeah. But it sounds like your company isn't just a social media marketing company. It's really a data analytics company yeah. to understand social and then understand how to optimize it in a way to make an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so w- tell me a little bit more about the dashboard you've created that you were just talking about. Like, walk us through visually, like, a client uh, slash customer signs up to work with you, and then what does that dashboard that they have access to look like? Okay, so the first day, uh, we, because this is my second company, uh, my first experience was having a digital agency. Uh, we were uh, Facebook marketing partners, one of the few at the beginning in the whole world. So we uh, knew how to do service business, but this is uh, second business is product business. So it's a, a kind of a uh, automated business. You know, it's a product. It's you put it out there so people can buy it, and you know the transactions, everything is they can do it by themselves. So you are not there to explain them how to use the platform. <clears throat> so from day one, as I said, our main goal was to give this tool uh, in the hands of the customer so they can uh, go to the wow effect very quickly. Uh, so it's an onboarding process. We have, I don't know, revamped it a few times. And why we, I'm saying from day one, uh, because our main idea was to not just acquire tons of customers, but really the idea was to retain these customers. Mm-hmm. Because if we retain them, you know, it's very easy to pour money in advertising and right. see a scalable effect. Uh, so basically, uh, we have done a very simple dashboard. You come, uh, you register. Uh, there is a one uh, pop-up window. Uh, this pop-up window tells you, like, where do you want to pull data? You can choose Facebook. You click Facebook. Uh, we explain you that we will get you your information. And on the next screen, basically, you will see this information. And you will see, for example, reviews from Facebook uh, in a nice layout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can feel how this can look on your website. And also, immediately, we show you the code that you just need to embed on your website. Right. Uh, our main success is that moment. Like, people will say, aha, you know, uh, wow, this is amazing. Like, I just click one button, you pulled me 1,000 data points right, right. or stuff like that. So this happens also with, for example, stories. We're now uh, working with Instagram stories. And people are, because it's very new format, uh, people are really not aware that they can store, that there is a possible way to store your stories because they, you know, they disappear after right. 24 yeah. hours. 
so this is allowed. We have integration, API integration with Instagram. And you know when you, you have your story on Instagram and you click a few buttons and we pull your story in a web-based format because it's not the mobile, you know, mobile app on Instagram, people get this moment. So the, uh, if you want to analyze some data, we have a dashboard show, showcasing you know, the number of views on the story, for example, uh, the, I don't know, engagement, reach, stuff like that. So uh, we have you know, different kind of uh, tools and features. And um, let's go into about your personal history, because this is what this is about. And so did you have tech in your home growing up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my cousin, my fir first cousin, is basically uh, one of those guys who are stereotype geeks yeah. uh, people. <clears throat> uh, so I think that he was one of the, the first, I don't know, in my community who had a computer. He had uh, Commodore. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah I'm that old, so <laughs> I remember Commodore. Uh, I think that was in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I don't know. I got impressed how this machine, you know, can you, you can plug in uh, at that moment. We don't. Uh, I think he didn't had any uh, monitors. He was plugging the Commodore computer on the TV. Right. And I started with games, of course. At the beginning, I was really into gaming. My parents luckily bought me a computer when I was very young. Uh, gaming, of course, it was like uh, primary school, secondary school. So uh, I will make the, the, the story short. Uh, when I started thinking about business and how we can do this, we had uh, here in Skopje new department on the economic uh, faculty. Uh, the name is Electronic Business. I'm not sure if you have this type of departments in U.S., but maybe. So this was uh, 15 years ago, and it was something new, electronic. You know, uh, you are not basically an uh, engineer, but you work with computers. So it sounded very good. And I was very lucky to have uh, geek kind of colleagues who were, you know, similar like me, boys and girls. And we started very early working, freelancing, building websites, buying domains, uh, doing some kind of uh, services, you know, things like that. So. And, and then how did you transition from having tech in your home growing up into starting to study tech and getting into the tech world okay. uh, in school, even before you became a professional? What did that look like? Okay, so as I said, my environment kind of helped me. Uh, we ha have some help from our mentors at school who kind of identified that this group of kids are very interested in technology and doing some projects. We were not, you know, uh, very good students, I can say, but we were very tight. We were going all the time at the, at the school, at the faculty, all the time, like mm -hmm. in the morning at 8 a.m. I don't know why, but we, we kind of liked hanging out together. And uh, I think... In the second or third year, we started doing uh, podcasts, something like this, like webinars. Webinars is probably the, the first name of podcast, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we started webinars because we, we have seen this, this web and this internet that you can do business, you know, you can communicate with everyone. You just need maybe an e-commerce, some kind of a platform to monetize and things like that. And webinars really actually unusual here in the Balkan area very, like very, very, people have very. not adopted webinar yeah, yeah. they don't like it yet uh, so there's a, it was great it was, I mean this was a while ago this right? was 
12 years ago. So you yeah. were, Very I mean, you're still advanced. Uh, so to think that you discovered yeah. it 12 years ago yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we kind of, we were very, I can say, serious in what we were doing. Uh, we reached out to banks, to, I don't know, ministries, uh, some kind of a processing providers who were doing payments here in Macedonia. And we had some webinars about electronic commerce. Uh, it's still not that developed here in Macedonia, but I'm telling this, this was 12 years ago. And it was just starting, getting started, like the first people understanding what's going on, we met them. So it was very exciting to see how this type of, I don't know, business will emerge, you know. And, cool. and, then where did, and then where did you go from there? What were your next steps? My next steps was uh, I, I applied to an MBA school. It was very early for me, but I was working, I started my, my job in an ISP provider. <clears throat> so I, I had this position to um, manage different uh, process, processes and try to digitalize these processes. It's a very rigid, bureaucratic organization. So the CEO of the, the company was American. So he kind of, uh, I don't know, allowed me, gave me some empowerment to, to do these kind of things. And uh, because I was doing my MBA, it kind of, yes, it was very early, but it fit my job description. Uh, I was doing a lot, of, a lot of things around acquisitions. We were buying another companies. We needed to uh, integrate their billing system with our billing system, so things like that. And that was my kind of corporate experience, I will say. And in some point of time, because I was like very work-driven, maybe it's weird, but I, I don't know, I really liked work right, right. and make things done. I don't want to wait for some decisions, you know, like right. different people to sign papers and make this happen and wait for one month. So these things kind of frustrated me or I don't know. And uh, I thought that I can do things faster if I had the power and decision-making by my own. Uh, so the, 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 it totally made sense to start my own company or join somebody's sales company. So my friend, Nicola, who I, I was also doing uh, the projects at school, uh, he started at the same time his company, so I joined him, and yeah, that was the, the beginning. What's the day, you said this is your second company. Yeah. So your first one was the digital marketing agency, yes. and this one is more like a, like a data analytic powered social marketing. Yeah. Um, what? does a day in your life look like? Uh, now, today? Yeah. Today, it's, uh, I have a small kid. She's uh, two, two and a half years old. So usually, I'm so lucky that she doesn't sleep. So uh, she goes to bed at 12, 1 a.m. You're lucky that she doesn't sleep. <laughs> lucky in quotes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, sarcasm. Yeah, Got it. Sarcasm, okay. I was yeah. like, wait, what am I missing? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, one of the lucky ones, you yeah. know. So we kind of get used to it, not sleeping. Uh, and I don't know, because I uh, wake up very early, I, I feel very energized in the mornings. I go to, to the gym, usually at 7 a.m. Uh, I'm like first in the office. I, I don't know, this not sleeping moment, it affects me uh, positively, I can say, because... Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I must say that I had to uh, start eating very healthy to get to this stage, 
you know. Yeah. So it requires some, you know, uh, I don't know, sacrifices. Uh, but my day, my basically daily job is to uh, acquire more customers. Uh, I usually do this by uh, inbound marketing. We don't do any sales and uh, outbound in the global market. We only do sales in Japan at the moment with direct sales people. Uh, so my my primary job is to make uh, to find uh, easily scalable channels. Uh, I can I usually say my job is to build growth machines. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I say a machine, uh, I try to find these parts of this machinery at some point of time. It's not right, a right. machine, but to find you know uh, one piece of it that if you put some fuel in it. It can start uh, working, you know, uh, more faster. Right, and right, right. at some point, you can uh, can become a rocket ship or something like yeah. that. So it's an analogy that I'm, you know, usually using it to des describe what I'm doing. I use a lot of tools, a lot of data to acquire customers. Uh, so my job is to visualize this funnel of how uh, intent happens for our uh, service mm -hmm. and to make these people convert to first trying the product, to see this wow effect I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's my premier job. So mm -hmm. after the wow moment happens, everything goes to the customer success team. So their job is to retain them, you know, nurture, um, you know, help them pay, how to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And nurture, nurture, nurture their uh, lifetime value in the company. How many employees do you have? Uh, currently, we are hiring, so we plan to be 10 people here in Skopje in one month. Nice. And we have two guys in Japan. We'll see. Uh, it's a SaaS business. I don't want to uh, grow uh, in terms of number of people, but right. I want to grow in terms of who will come and join my company. Right. Uh, this is my learning curve from the previous, previous company. We were hiring a lot. Yeah. So now I'm just trying to be more careful who, who joins us and not to have tons of people, you know, uh, running around, um, having problems with managing people and things like that. What is one huge obstacle that yeah. you've overcome professionally and how did you overcome it? Okay, uh, so we, professionally for us, breaking point in building a product, SaaS product in Macedonia, uh, was the recurring payment system. I have to mention that. Uh, so people in U.S., I know, and Western countries could not understand that there are few initiatives. I will say, yeah, there is a progress. But a few years ago, like two years ago, when we were setting up the recurring payment system, that means that you enter a card and every month we get, yeah, yeah. you know, we uh, charge you for the service. Uh, so we couldn't do this uh, with the banks and the systems here in Macedonia, right. with the company incorporated here. So we tried everything. We knew a lot of people who could have helped us, but the system wasn't there. So we decided, like, we will uh, incorporate uh, a company in different country. So we have uh, now a company in different country. We have accounting team there. Uh, so everything is set up, the payment recurring, of course, like in every normal country. So, but for us, this, I don't know, took us like two or three months to set up. Uh, and now we are very, I don't know, comfortable to, to do the business, you know. Amazing. How can uh, people connect with you online? They can find me on LinkedIn. Can you yeah. spell your name for everybody? Uh, K-A-T-E-R-I-N-A. That's the first name. 
And the last name is B-O-G-K-O-V. And we'll include it in the show notes as well. So you can find Katerina super easy. And Katerina, one last question. Well, first, is this your first podcast? First to talk, yeah. Yeah. To host, nah, not. I have hosted before. You've hosted, yeah. but it's your first interview on a yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And then very last question, what is your favorite app, website, or tech tool? My life totally is dependent on intercom. Intercom. Yeah. And I usually use Ahrefs. What is that? Ahrefs.com. What is that? Uh, it's a SEO tool, like the best one. Uh, you Spell it? A, uh, H-R-E-F-S. A- H-R-E-F-S. dot com. I've never heard of it. It's the best one. It's an SEO, search engine optimization. SEO, yeah. So... You can uh, Google it. It's amazing. amazing. Uh, it's a little bit expensive, but it works all the pennies. And uh, Intercom, for those that don't know, tell us what Intercom is. Uh, so Intercom is a messaging platform, but it's like a sales automation, email automation, marketing automation platform. They have like different tiers. Uh, we are very, uh, to migrate, uh, we were using different uh, tools, similar to- tools before. We migrated to Intercom six months ago. Uh, it was painful, but it works. Why uh, was it painful? Uh, we needed to integrate all the events yeah. that our system, you know, uh, how to say, syncs yeah. with these tools. Yeah. And it works a little bit differently than Autopilot right. and, and Drip. We were using right, Autopilot right, right. and Drip bef- before. Now, why did you make the decision to switch? Uh, the decision was that they had this AI, uh, they announced a lot of things around AI operators, which is why, uh, it automates a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You don't need people, uh, prospecting, uh, for example, talking with a person who is a $20 deal. Right. And you, you can, you know, transfer this person to an operator who will, like easily guide him through the articles and knowledge base that we right. have. So it's a self-service, you know, concept. Yeah. Uh, I think that there were a few other things like in the integration points. But uh, for me, that was one of the things. I think that uh, also Drip now and Autopilot, they want to get in more into the AI you know, right. operator stuff. Right. Uh, but I don't know. You can start with any of this and yeah. just see which one fits your needs. Yeah. And if you're looking for live chat in general, um, Facebook actually has a live yeah. chat too yeah. where you could put a live chat from your Facebook page and people could correspond that way. Yeah. That's a totally different topic, but Google it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Katarina, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It's been awesome. If you want to connect with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye bye. Hey everyone, this is Katarina Boykov. I'm one of the co founders of Embed Social. We are a social proof platform and we are based in Skopje, Macedonia. And you're listening, Women in Tech. 
It would not be possible to celebrate all these women in tech who have been extraordinary here in the Balkan region without the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. And I'd like to welcome Nina to talk a little bit about what Swiss EP is. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. We are working in emerging markets and supporting young entrepreneurs, but also the supporting organizations like Incubator Accelerator. We started a program called Entrepreneurs in Residence, which means that experts can come and work with our startup founders here and startup teams and supporting organizations. We cover accommodation and travel expenses. And you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic, and I am the manager of Entrepreneurs in Residence and ecosystem facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia. To find out more about the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program, go to entrepreneur-in-residence.net. That's entrepreneur-in-residence.net. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.